Are you ready to be stirred and receive an impartation of faith to move forward into all that God has purposed for your life? Welcome to the Stirring of the Waters podcast. I am your host, Elaine Haynes. I will be sharing what the Lord has given me through the anointing of the Holy Spirit on the Logos and Rhema words of God. Welcome to Stirring of the Waters. I'm your host, Elaine Haynes. And today I'm going to be sharing an experience that I had about a month ago and the subsequent revelation I received from the Holy Spirit. So today I'm going to be talking about goodness is following you. Turn and see. So like I said about a month ago, I was at a I was at a, a gathering of the body of Christ and someone was sharing some things and they were really struggling and I heard by the Spirit and declared, goodness is following you. Turn and see. Embrace his goodness in this moment and watch the shift. There was an immediate shift and an elevation in the room and in the, specifically in the woman also. So Psalm 23, 6 tells us, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. All the days. All the days of your life, goodness and mercy are following you. Whether you feel it or not, it's a reality. This is the truth of the Word of God. Goodness and mercy are following you all the days of your life. Believe. So not only is his goodness following you, but Psalms 5.12 tells us that his favor surrounds you as a shield. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. You're blessed. You are, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because Jesus died for you. And you now have received his righteousness because you can't keep the law on your own. So for thou, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. Will thou compass him as with a shield? Now picture that shield in front of you. That's a shield of favor wherever you go. You're blessed. You're highly favored. Favor means delight, acceptance, good pleasure. The root of the word means pleased with and to satisfy a debt. God has made a covenant with you through the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, who paid your debt to the full. You've received of his righteousness, and now the favor of God is surrounding you. See it. Receive it and embrace his favor. Embrace his goodness. It is surrounding you. He's upholding you with his right hand, which is his authority over all things. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Believe. You can't earn God's goodness. God is good. And he is for you. He sent his son to die for you, knowing you can't keep the law. He sent his son to deliver you, to rescue you. While you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you. You were born into sin. There's no escaping it. Every, everyone, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But Jesus is the Lamb of God, slain before the foundation of the world. That's Revelation 13, 8. In Psalms 31, 9, Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Did you hear that? He has laid goodness up for you. It's already been prepared for you. He, and then he, it's been wrought for you that trust in him before others. There's a thin veil that separates us from the spiritual realm. 
It is always around us. We just don't always see it. That's the veil. We're veiled. His goodness is stored up for us. He's waiting for us to turn to him in reverential awe. That's what the fear of the Lord is. So he's waiting for us to turn to him. Turn and see his goodness. Turn in reverential awe of the incredible goodness that he has for you. And then he can release it. Turn. Lift up your heart. Lift up your spiritual eyes, your mind with expectation. There is a goodness that will be wrought out in front of others as we trust him completely in every circumstance. Think about that. And you're in, you're in a circumstance where others are around you. You just got some bad news or whatever. You just believe in the goodness of God and watch him move on your behalf. Knowing he's good. He can't be anything but good. You know, there is the reality. Sometimes things happen and they don't feel good. They don't look good in our understanding. But God has his ways and they're higher than ours. So when you do this, others will see and believe there's a goodness of God that leads to repentance. It makes us change our mind. Romans 2 and 4. Are you, or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth to repentance? It's not our repentance that leads God to goodness. It's his goodness toward us that leads us to repent of our wrong mindset about him. When you have revelation of his goodness and you embrace his never-ending love, purpose, and goodness toward us will bring us into oneness with reality of who he is and the realness, the reality of oneness with his mind. The Mirror Bible translates it this way. Do not underestimate God's kindness. The wealth of his benevolence and his resolute refusal to let go of us is because he continues to hear the echo of his likeness in us. Consider we were made in his image. That, that his image in us is reverberating. Thus his patient passion is to shepherd everyone into a radical mind shift. It's time to turn around in your mind, in your thinking, in your perceiving. For his goodness is stored up for you. It's following you. It's chasing you down. It's ready to be revealed. Turn and keep on turning until that broken fellowship with the spirit of truth is restored and you perceive his goodness now because he himself is good and all that he does is good it is god's love and goodness that causes you to change you can't help but want to be with him and live for him to want to become like him when you taste and see how good he is there's no one like him no man no woman can ever begin to meet that deep longing inside of you for you were created by him and for him and he wants to lavish his goodness on you he is your abba father created you for purpose and greatness you're unique you're beautifully and fearfully made there's no one like you in all the earth he created you with purpose and with value i'm going to share with you a testimony about how the goodness of god leads to repentance there was a period of my life when i was backslidden and i had a very very strong faith-filled christian man that was my my uh, landlord and two christmases in a in a row he lowered my rent substantially, like cut it in half because he said God told him to do it. And you know what? That just brought me to such, to my knees in turning back to the Lord because of God's incredible goodness. I didn't deserve it. I had turned away from him, but his goodness leads to repentance. Another thing about his goodness, Psalm 27, 13, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. 
if I stop believing to the point of seeing God's goodness, think about that a minute. Your belief is what causes your perception, whether you see something or not, is based on your belief. Now, I'm not talking about things in the natural. I'm talking about seeing spiritually. You have to believe. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You, it, you have to believe what you hear when you read the Word of God, what it says, who He says He is. He's good. If I had stopped believing to the point of seeing God's good. You know, when you, when you believe and it causes that mind shift, it, sh it changes everything because it changes your perception of the circumstance because now you see God in it. So if you stop believing to the point of seeing God's goodness, you'll faint in your mind. You faint in your mind. It's because when I faint, if I'm fainting in my mind, it happens to me. It's because I stop believing to the point of seeing. So I decree and declare his goodness following after you. His favor is surrounding you. That he goes before you and he makes the crooked places straight. He is your rear guard. He goes before you and he's your rear. He is for you. He surrounds you with favor like a shield. Believe and you will see. God is good. There is no unrighteousness in him. He can't be anything but good. So uh, during this time of this preparation, this seeking and, and the Holy Spirit revealing these things, the Spirit of the Lord opened up a panoramic vision to me of a beautiful field filled with flowers of every color imaginable. And as I gazed with wonder, the expanse kept getting even for, more, for, more, more far-reaching. I saw mountains in the great distance, but these, these flowers just kept growing and growing, expanding, just popping up, popping up, popping up as far as I could see, to the sides, to the depths. There was a limitless harvest of blessing waiting for release. Your words unlock the door of blessing. That's our part. We're continually reaping a harvest from what we've sown. When we sow the goodness of God, we reap a harvest of blessing. Whatever your life looks like right now, wherever you are in your faith walk, you can begin anew. Repent, confess, and receive the forgiveness of God. Don't let the enemy take you captive in condemnation. 1 John 1 and 9 says, If we confess our sins, he, he, God, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's an immediate thing. You know, when I was first born again, and I had a lot of um, the enemy still bringing condemnation about my past, what I'd been doing. And, and then there were other times farther along in my walk, even when I would sin, um, I'm not even talking like gross and I'm talking, you know, just little things that I knew were wrong um, because mainly like if God told me to do something and I didn't do it. So it wasn't like breaking a commandment or something, but I wasn't following the Lord. Then when I didn't, when I didn't follow, the enemy came in hard with condemnation. And I finally got to the place when I realized this verse here that I just read. And I just confessed, you know what, God, forgive me, cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And then boom, get up and keep moving forward because it's done. Your sin is as far as the east is from the west. He doesn't hold those things against you because the blood of Jesus covers all of it, past, present, and future. So back to the harvest. Recognize your current harvest. Release it to the Lord, repenting as necessary, and break every word curse you've spoken. Because the things that you speak that aren't in line with the truth of the word of God, you're speaking a curse over your own self as well as others. Then speak life into every place that the Spirit of the Lord brings to your heart and mind. You know, there's a, a beautiful example in Scripture, in John 21. 
Now, we know that Peter had denied Christ three times. But in John 21, Jesus, I believe, used this, what happened there, to show Peter how to reverse the effect of those curses that he basically, he's cursed himself by denying Christ three times. How did he do that? He asked him three times, do you love me? And then Peter responded, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And I believe that Peter responding, yes, I love you, three times broke the power of those three denials. And then Jesus gave instruction on how to act out that love, feed my sheep. We feed others with the word of God, the bread of life. Speak life. God wants you to be a deliverer of others who've been bound by speaking words of life and blessing. It counteracts, it supersedes the lies of the devil. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about curses. We're talking about the lies of the devil. You know, you may see some things in yourself or others that maybe you're not perfect. Maybe they're not perfect. You know, we all have shortcomings. But when we speak life, that's how that new man inside of us gets built up, gets edified, gets that exhortation, brings us up into alignment with who God's created us to be. So Holy Spirit, during all this time, showed me a vision and through, and through personal experience that our negative words bring a veil of darkness over our eyes and give demons access to perform them. Think about that. I, I, he showed me in a picture that I, I could see myself speaking words of lies of the devil, bad things about people. And I saw that my eyes were veiled that, from these words. And then demons came in the dream, or the vision rather, to take those words and ran with them to perform them. And when we speak God's words, I, he showed me another picture. When you speak words of blessing, there's a heavenly access portal opened up and angels are released to remove the veil off your eyes and perform those words that are aligned with the truth of God. And that's Psalm 103.20. The angels respond to the word of the Lord to perform it. The goodness of God is following you. I decree and declare the veil lifted right now. Turn, embrace his goodness, and wrap your faith around it. Then release that goodness with your words and actions into the atmosphere wherever you go. The divine exchange brings the shift. I decree and declare every field of desolation in your life to be turned into a garden of blessing, yielding a beautiful, life-giving harvest above all that you can ask or imagine, overflowing with seeds to sow to bring a harvest of blessing wherever you go. So be blessed and be a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Stirring of the Waters podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit ElaineHaines.com, that's A-L-A-N-E-H-A-Y-N-E-S.com, for books, blogs, and spiritual growth. You can follow me on Facebook and subscribe at cpnshows.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. See you next week for the next episode.